Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. All right. Man, so episode 10. We're on episode 10 now of the Mystery Bros podcast. I'm excited. 10 well, whole episodes. Uh, yeah, we've come such a long way. I mean, we've come such a long we way. We have. We've done a lot of cool topics. You know, we've done a lot of cool topics. Um, this week, we are going to be talking about the Zodiac Killer. All right. This is a, this is a first for Mystery Bros. We're talking about uh, a murder mystery. This is, this is the first one. Um, we probably won't talk much about like murder mysteries and stuff. Like the reason we're talking about this one is because it's, it's a very famous case. Um, the killer is still to this day unknown. I mean, it's extremely famous. There's more people that have died from other uh, serial killers, but what makes this so intriguing that's so public that he yeah. sent letters that he warned people. He got away with it for so long yeah. and then ultimately got away with it. He's, and yeah. And yeah. He's just never, he's never been caught. found. They do have some suspects, and uh, we're going to get into that uh, later, who's, who suspects could possibly be. But they never officially arrested anyone or you mm-hmm. know, truly knew, had like legitimate evidence that uh, they knew who it was. So, um, so that's what makes it kind of unique and interesting. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. But I don't think we'll do too many murder mystery episodes. So this is a special one for episode 10. Special episode we'll do here. here and there some popular ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, only if it's a mystery. Only if like yes. the guy got it, you know, which doesn't really happen that much anymore, man. <laughs> it's really hard to get away with stuff now. You can't get away with any of that stuff. You're going to get caught, which is a good thing. <laughs> Just saying, which is a good thing. But, uh, but yeah, that doesn't, you know, there's not very many uh, murder mysteries anymore. Usually they, they get found out. Um, but yeah, so with that said, first we'll kind of go over, we'll kind of go over the whole timeline, um, all the like, official murders all the letters that kind of stuff will go over everything in chronological order um and then afterwards we'll talk about possible suspects and who it could be also um we may have a little quickie conspiracy for you here because uh you know we're all we're all watching the last dance oh yeah right? you want to see some michael jordan so everyone's interested in michael jordan everyone's talking about mj so uh there's a uh an michael jordan conspiracy uh, theory that I actually, man, I honestly truly believe it. I really do. It's really funny how they're, uh, they skipped over it so swiftly, so nicely in the documentary. They just talked about for like, you know, very short time, then moved it right along. And, um, I'll, I'll expose it for you. Okay. I'll expose it for you. MJ's not going to like it, but I'll expose it for you. So, um, we'll talk about that. But um, so let's so let's kind of let's get into it here. So the Zodiac Killer, um, this all happened in California, up mm-hmm. more towards the Bay Area, right? Like, like yes. Northern California. Um, so it all started December twentieth, nineteen sixty eight. Well, first off, we should say um, the Zodiac Killer has claimed, like, has said to have 
claimed 37 murders. Yes, 37 victims, but there's only like seven confirmed. Seven right? confirmed and two of them survived. Yeah, seven confirmed. So And two actually survived, so only yeah. like five like So con- five confirmed deaths from the Five Zodiac. confirmed murders. And even like there's way more that some have, but just the way he went public with it still has people like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some, some serial killers that have a lot of murders, man, like a lot of confirmed ones too. Um, so this one isn't particularly high in like death count, but it's, it's just very public and very interesting and it still scared a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so we'll start from the beginning, uh, December 20th, 1968 at 11 PM, um, on Lake Herman road in Vallejo, California, uh, 17 year old David Faraday and 16 year old, uh, Betty Lou Jensen, uh, they were out at makeout point basically <laughs> is kind of what it was like. They were, they were like in their car, you know, uh, who knows what was going on there. Basically they were shot and killed in their car. Um, both of them were dead and, um, yeah, I mean, Betty was found dead. Uh, well, David was alive when they found him. Uh, but he died on the way to the hospital. Yeah. And the only reason that they found them and they could get to them is because somebody mysteriously called the police and said, uh, I shot two people on, you know, on Herman road, basically like he basically like called the police and said, I, I shot some people. Yeah. Come fig, come find them. I mean, Jensen, she uh, was shot five times in the back um, as she fled. Yeah. And was found 28 feet from the car. Yep. Yep. Um, They didn't know much. They couldn't really figure out much from that one. They had, like, maybe some shell casings, that kind of stuff, but they really did not have much evidence at all on this. So there wasn't really much they could do. Um, So then about six, seven months later, on July 4th, 1969. Uh, this was in Blue Rock Springs Park, which is also in Vallejo, California. Um, it was same kind of situation, like kind of like out on like a, you know, like make out point area type of thing where it's like you're, you're alone. Um, it was 22 year old Darlene Farron and 19 year old Michael Majot. Um, both were shot in their car. Um, Darlene died and Michael miraculously survived. So this is one of this is the first uh, surviving victim of the Zodiac killer, Michael Majot. Um, it was the second incident, and basically, um, Michael Majot described him as a young white male, twenty six to thirty years old, stocky, um, two hundred pounds or larger. Uh, he was five eight with light brown hair and a large face. That means <laughs> large face, but um, I think he's trying to say he's fat. <laughs> no. He has a big face, maybe a double chin. Maybe I don't know, but I mean, he said he was two hundred pounds or larger. So he's a big guy, I'm assuming. But five eight, two hundred pounds or larger, five eight. I think you're kind of fat at that. Point, yeah, right? dude, that's my, I'm five. <laughs> that's pretty fucking. I'm big. five seven, and dude, I'm like one. I'll give away my weight. I'm like one sixty five. Okay. Okay. So yeah, someone who's two hundred pounds or bigger and they're five eight, probably yeah, probably they're an inch taller than me, and probably they weigh like yeah. They said stocky, but I think that you know, I think he was fat. He was too scared to call his 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 attempted killer 
fat. He was like, no, you know, PC. I want to be PC. We, wanna, we don't want to body shame. We don't want to body shame murderers. <laughs> no, this is back in 1960. He also described some of the attacks to police. And he basically said that um, a guy came up uh, from behind the car and he had a really bright flashlight and he shined it on them like right in their eyes. So they couldn't really see anything. And then he's, he walked closer. He walked up to them and basically just started shooting and he shot Darlene multiple times, him multiple times. Then he walked away and then he, uh, he came back. Darlene like opened the car door and tried to crawl out. And so the killer came back and he finished off Darlene and then, uh, got in his car and zoomed the fuck out of there. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, so again, they couldn't really get much from that. They, they didn't really, they couldn't find much evidence again. They found, I think they found like some shell casings and that was pretty much it again. Um, yeah, they're not getting far pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, again, I I believe he called again, the police to tell them that, shot two people. He thought he murdered them. But turns out Michael Mageau survived. So um so then on August first, all right, so just just less than a month later, because that was on July fourth. Now August first so on August first, uh nineteen sixty nine, just a few months or I'm sorry, just just like a month later, um the San Francisco Chronicle the San Francisco Examiner and the Vallejo Times Herald all receive uh, an anonymous letter from the killer, which is really, really, this is where this starts to get interesting. This is where it becomes kind of like a famous thing. I know this is where like it actually does come famous because he's famous for these letters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the letter had details about the murders that only the killer and the police could have known. Um, basically stuff like positions of the bodies um, type of ammo that was used in the killings. And um, it also contained a cipher. Um, actually, each I'm pretty sure each letter had a separate separate cipher. Or each each letter had a separate, uh, like, code. Not, not separate code, but, like, separate uh, cipher for them to figure out. And it all together, it made one big note, basically. Um and it was like a brand new like cipher code that like he created himself. Um, and he said that it would reveal his identity and he demanded that the code be printed in the newspaper. Um, and at this point he didn't call himself the Zodiac, but he, he left his symbol. This is the first time he left his symbol, which is like, it's like a, it's like crosshairs with a circle around it basically. So it's like basically like a circle with a big plus sign in the middle you know, and that, that, you know, became known as his symbol. Um, cause then, um, just a few days later, August 4th, he wrote another letter, um, to the newspapers where again, he said, you guys need to print this. Um, otherwise he said, if, if he said if they didn't print it, he was going to go on a killing spree. Yeah. Which scared a lot of people. Yeah. And, and at that point, like, uh, this that's always an interesting debate. Like, do you give in and print it and give him the notoriety and stuff that he wants? 
or do you hold back, but then potentially you could be the reason that more people die? Like, what do you, what, what's the debate there? Isn't it like usually they don't? Cause like most threats don't happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the protocol is with that. I feel like if I was in charge, I feel like it's, it's a win-win for the papers to print it. You know what I mean? Like they, people are going to yeah, be like super really, excited, want to yeah. buy more paper. People are going to buy their papers in the future. So they can get more information on it and you don't have to be held responsible for him killing people. <laughs> but <laughs> it, I feel it, like according to like, they publish it, they didn't publish it. Did they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They, yeah. We're, they we're getting in. to that. We're getting to that. We're getting to that. Yeah, they did. Um, and it, it's like, you know, but, but from a psychology standpoint, it's like, you're kind of giving him what he wants and egging him on to do more of this right. when you give in and you print it like that, you know? But from a, from a, you know, an editor's standpoint from the paper, he's probably like, fuck yeah, we're printing that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they printed it the, the same day they got it. Just like they, just like they were told to. Um, in the movie, there, there's an interesting, there's a movie about the Zodiac, which is based off of, uh, Richard Graysmith's or I'm sorry, Robert Graysmith, I think, uh, book, and we're going to get into him later. He basically like dedicated his entire life to figuring out who the fuck the Zodiac killer is. Um, and he wrote some really interesting books, did a ton of research. And, uh, but according to the movie, they, they printed it that day. They printed it immediately. But again, it's like, man, that's an interesting dilemma yeah. that you come up to, like, that you come across. Right. Yeah. Cause you're giving into, uh, what he wants. Yeah. To to create public fear. Yeah. But either way, they they did print it. And um, on August 8th, a history teacher and her husband cracked the code. And uh, it was very interesting. So this is what his his code said. It's kind of like a run-on sentence, but Mm -hmm. I don't think that he used punctuation on purpose. Like when you're making a code, you're not going to use punctuation to come up with like codes for punctuation. You know what I mean? That just makes it harder to figure out. And in a way easier to figure out because you know where punctuation goes. So that can, you know, so I think that you just don't use it. So it seems like it's a run on sentence, but basically it said, I like killing because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all to kill. Something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise and those I have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you will try to stop or slow down my collecting of slaves for the afterlife. Wow. Damn. Very interesting. So first off, he fucking lied. He said he was going to give out his identity in this code. and He didn't. No, he just made a nice little. He was like, skirt. Yeah. Nope. But, um, pretty weird that's definitely uh you know this guy he really enjoys some... killing gets a huge thrill out of it that's yeah. for sure some people's heads are, are wired differently man some people's brains are messed up and that kind of stuff happens you know so obviously he felt some sort of like release gratification and, and yeah release something from killing people um but man that's definitely a 
you know, that's definitely a strange letter there. Strange cipher. He's trying to get people scared. Obviously, yeah. He's trying to get people scared. And, I mean, he did a pretty good job of that. He definitely scared a lot of people. Correct. Um, people were freaked out as soon as they figured this. You know, as soon as they cracked the code, they obviously printed what it said. And it was very, uh, very weird. People were, people were, could you imagine if that was going on around you and your community? I'd yeah, be pretty fucking scared. I'd be freaked. I'd be freaked. Yeah. I'd be pretty freaked out. Seems like he likes to kill people a little bit younger. So I might be okay, but that's, yeah. that's creepy, you know? There's just like a Detroit killer out here writing to the police. Like, I just like killing people. Yeah. And like, I'm going to collect slaves for the afterlife, all that shit. That's crazy. Um, but okay, so uh, September 27th, um, Lake Berryessa in Napa, California. Um, Cecilia Shepard and Brian Hartrell, or Hantrell. Um, he has a fascination with couples. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's his first three killings here were all couples. I'm kind of like at like a makeout spot type of thing you know like that do you think like maybe had like some like heartbroken love and it's like all right <laughs> so if i can't get it like nobody can get it i'm just gonna kill you <laughs> i mean that's totally possible that's a lot of you know a lot of instances have that going on um but basically they went out to like i said it was lake Berryessa, so it's like this big lake area um and brian and cecilia were were kind of having like a little picnic out there um, Cecilia saw a man um, that was hiding behind a tree and kind of like looking at them. Super red flag, in my opinion. <laughs> I would for sure like. I wouldn't just go back to hanging out after seeing that. I'd figure that one out. But um, basically, he came out from behind the tree. He was wearing an executioner mask that had the zodiac symbol on it. So it's like a homemade thing or something or something like that. He like took his, he like took this like to the next level. Like, oh, yeah. I want to be this thing that I've created now. Quick question. Do you think he had that executioner mask with the symbol on it? So he chose that as his symbol or do you think he chose that as a symbol first and had a mask made? What do you think? Custom mask. You think it was a custom I mask? Bet you, I bet you went all in on this. But he's like, you think he made a custom mask? But like, what if they could, that could get traced back? Like, I don't know. Interesting. Interesting thought. I don't think that, that ever Although got It's a little out. hard to get a custom mask. I can't just go on eBay and just like, yeah, you know, but can give I get me a, a custom, custom executioner <laughs> mask? <laughs> Which I can, I bet you I can get that now. Yeah, you probably could now as like costume thing or something yeah maybe but that's what i'm saying maybe he bought something like that and it had that symbol on it so he just chose that symbol but anyway we're getting off topic doesn't really matter just i was just wondering so basically he came out from around the trees wearing the executioner mask with the zodiac symbol on it um he had a gun and also a, a big ass knife um he made cecilia tie brian up and then he tied up cecilia himself um he kind of tried to give them some like bullshit story. He said that he was like an escaped convict and he just wanted to like steal their car. And they were like, okay, whatever, like, go ahead, take whatever you want. But then he started stabbing, uh, he started stabbing them. He stabbed Cecilia and Brian, um, stabbed Cecilia a lot. And unfortunately she died. Um, Brian, he was also stabbed 10 times in the back. 
But Brian ended up surviving. Wow. So this is it must crazy. must have been brutal to go through. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's insane. Like, uh, being stabbed has got to be the worst. It's terrible, I'm sure. But, but yeah, so um, Cecilia, dead. Brian survived. Um, he managed to, like, get back uh, to the road, and I think someone, like, noticed him, and then they ended up getting help. Um, but on their car, they found carved into the car uh, the Zodiac symbol, and then next to that it said Vallejo 12-2068, which is the date of the first murders. Then it said 7-469, which is date of the, date of the second murders. The next to that it said September, like S-E-P-T, Sept, 2768, which was that day. Um, and then uh, under that it said by knife. So that's crazy. He, he like scratched that into their cars or into Brian's car. Damn. That must have taken some time. He took a, a big risk thing out there. Yeah, I wonder, do you think he did that before? They just didn't notice? The murders? No, no, no. Not that they didn't notice, but like they got out of their car, went to go lay down their picnic, and then he he did that to their car and then came up to them? Or if he did what he murdered them and then went and did that? It almost seems like that's pushing it. That's risky. That's yeah, very that's, risky. That's risky if you did that after you murdered them. That's just like you're just waiting for like something to happen. Yeah, you know, some... I think if you're going to murder people, you got to get the fuck out of there right away. I don't know. Murderers are crazy, so mm-hmm. who knows what he was thinking. But, yeah, that's what he he sketched that, like, carved that into the car, um, which is crazy. Um, and then, um, again, like I said, Brian survived. But the guy was wearing an executioner mask, so he didn't really get a good look at him. He couldn't really give any sort of, like, description or anything like that, other than, like, I think they said he was, like, a bigger guy, a little bit stockier, bigger dude. But other than that, he couldn't really give much of a description because the guy had a mask on, and so you can't really see much through that. So that brings us to October 11th, which, like, this is pretty, that's, you know, that's, less than two weeks after, um, after, and, uh, in San Francisco, California, um, it was at the intersection of Washington and cherry. And this one, this one is a little, this is where it gets a little bit different. This is the, this is the first time where it wasn't like a couple and it wasn't like out in the middle of nowhere. Like he was actually, he was in a cab, um, and the cab driver got to the intersection of Washington and Cherry. Um, cab driver's name was Paul Stein, and he was shot in the back of the head in the cab by the passenger. Yeah. Um, some girls from across the street in the house across the street saw him, and they, they gave the cops a description. Um, they said it was a white male, 25 to 30, stocky, reddish-brown hair, um, and heavy rimmed glasses. So then when the cops finally got to the scene, um, they found some bloody fingerprints. Um, 
Yeah, that that was pretty much it. That's pretty much all they could find was some blood on there, a bunch of blood, and then there was like fingerprints in blood. Um, but the girls who described him said that they saw him shoot the the guy. He got out and then he got back in and like did some stuff and then left. So they were one. They didn't know what happened. They didn't know what he did. But that was the description. Um, and then there was a big oopsie. A big old oopsie from the fucking San Francisco police. <laughs> Somehow the dispatcher told police to be on the lookout for a black male. They said that they, they said it was a black male who committed the crime. So um That's a little big that's a huge uh, little It's oopsie. a big oopsie. That's a big oopsie because uh police rushed to the scene. Um and they saw somebody. There was two officers, Officer Donald Falk and Eric Zelms. And they came across a male that actually fits the description of um, of what the girls said. He fits the description perfectly. But because they were told they'd be looking for a black male at the time, they basically like ta- asked him a couple questions mm-hmm. and just let him go. And he got away. And it, it turns out later that that was probably him based on some stuff that he wrote in letters, which we're going to get to here. So that was a big fuck up. Yeah. It's a huge, they ended up getting the police officers to give them like a, a, a description and like, they came up with a good sketch. So that helped, I guess they came up with a sketch of the dude that they thought that that was, that they talked to. Um, but yeah, they, they may have had him, dude. They may have had yeah. him right there and they just, Deep down, I feel like there's something hugely racist with the PD there that, like, definitely that made that miscommunication. Yeah, of course, that of made course. that miscommunication. Of course, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was racism. Like we said, this is back in 1969. That's not so. Two days later, October 13th, uh, the San Francisco Chronicle gets a letter from the Zodiac. Oh, and he claimed the cab killings, and then there was also a little piece of the the cab's shirt, the cab driver's shirt, a bloody piece of his shirt in the letter. So that must have been what he was doing when he went back inside the cab. Remember when the girls saw him? Yeah. They didn't know what was going on. I'm sure he was probably ripping off a piece of the paper so he could, or a piece of the shirt so, so he could proof. send it. Yeah, so it's pretty So he be like, I did it. Yeah. So he had a piece of the cab driver's shirt in the letter. Um, and, and this one, this letter got a little disturbing. Like he basically said... School children, this is something, this is a quote from the end of the letter. The letters were really long. Um, Yeah, the letters were really long and rambled on a lot. But at the end, it said, school children make nice targets. I think I shall wipe out a school bus and one morning and just shoot out the tires and pick off the kitties as they come out. Ooh. Which I think this actually scared a lot of people. It did. Because like people were like afraid to send their children to school. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, people were especially after five murders within like two years. First one was in sixty eight, right? Yeah, first one was sixty eight. So at this point, it had been like about a year. Because it was the very end of sixty eight when he committed the first murders, December sixty eight, and now it's October thirteenth, sixty nine. Yeah. So it's not even a year. You keep reading about all these people getting killed. And then 
in the letter, he t- says he's going to, like, take out kids and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. It's messed up. This is, I mean, again, at this point, they were not really very close to catching anybody. Or, or even, they, they really didn't have any didn't evidence have any at all. Suspect, yeah. I'm pretty sure that the bloody fingerprints they found didn't really, like, amount to anything. They had no leads. Yeah, they really had no leads at all. So, so yeah, that was not great. Um, and and he sent a, a lot of letters. He was sending he was sending multiple letters. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And there were a lot of them were just you know nonsense, just bragging, talking about. Do you think after because he didn't really commit? A crime after that. Well, like, there's a suspected kidnapping. Yeah, we're going to go into that in a second. But they didn't, like, he didn't commit another death after that. Do you think... That we know of. Do you think that these other ones were maybe, like, hoaxes? They came after, like... Hold on, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that, but wait, we're not done with the story. Um, so, basically, the very, the last... Um, the last one that... The last incident that we consider as uh, um, a Zodiac killer because eventually he wrote about it and he claimed it in a letter. Um, but this was March 22nd, 1970. So, so this is a while, so I guess five months. Five or six months yeah. later. Um, this was on Highway 132 in Patterson, California. Um, this is a crazy story. So Kathleen Johns, she was driving... Uh, across the state to like visit her parents or something, and she had her new her baby with her. Not quite sure how old it was, but I think it was like a year or less. It was a newborn, something like that. And she's um she's driving along, and all of a sudden the car behind her starts like honking at her, telling her to pull over. So she's like, "What the fuck?" So she pulls over. It's a guy, and he gets out and he says, "Hey, you're." Uh, your back tire, your back right tire is very loose. Uh, I can tighten it for you, you know? Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay, thanks. So he does that, gets out, tightens it. I say with air quotes, tightens <laughs> the wheel. And um, so he does, he's not a good Samaritan, tightens the wheel. Well, it just so happens that less than a mile or so down the road, her fucking tire just falls right off. Oof, that's not good. So, I mean, if you ask me, I don't think he tightened anything. I think he loosened the wheel. We'll do a loosey-goosey. Yeah, he loosened it so he could, you know, get it to whatever. But so he pulls up beside her and says, hey, like, I, I'm sorry. I tried to tighten that for you. <laughs> like, want me to give you a ride? And here's where I, I would have said, fuck no. I mean, I guess this is back in 1970. There was no cell phones or anything like that. But I'm sure, like, another car would drive by or something, right? Like, I would say fuck no. I don't know. I feel... He, I guess, but, like, at the same time, you're also in the middle of nowhere, so... But cars drive by. It's but even if, even if she said no, like, what would have happened then? Could he just pulled yeah, out a gun? Maybe he would have just, like, kidnapped her at that point, but... I would have just said no, you know. But Fuck then if yeah. he pulls the gun and says, "All right, are you getting in the car or not?" Obviously, obviously, if he pulls a gun, then you have to get in the car, go from there. But 
I would have said fuck no at first. But anyway, she said, okay. So she got in the car, her and her baby. Um, they're driving for a little bit. They're riding in the car. Um, apparently, they started to pass some gas stations. And she was starting to get a little nervous. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like they were. They started. They oh. passed a couple. Oh yeah, that's what happened. That's why she got like. On that's edge. why like, she started. Where to f- are we stopping? Like, yeah, I she was like, "What's going gas on?" Station. Yeah, she's like, "What's going on?" We're passing all these gas stations, and that's when he basically just told her, "Like, I'm gonna kill you," and it was kind of fucked up. He said, "Like, he said I'm gonna throw your baby out the window while you're still in the car, and then I'm gonna kill you." But like, why would he be so blunt about? It? Now she knows, you know, like. Well, it was just great. Like, I'm as soon as you tell me that, no matter what, I'm gonna. My first reaction is just to fucking open the wind, open the door, and like, I don't care. You said you already kill me. Like, I don't care what happens. Yeah, well, that's what that's kind of what happened. Basically, he told her he was gonna kill her, and she started freaking out. Obviously, like, holy shit, what's going on? Then I guess they had to like come to a stop at one point, so they came to a stop. And she grabbed her baby and jumped out of the car and then, like, ran into, like, some fields and hid. This was nighttime, so he couldn't see that well. Um, He's like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't see that well, and so he couldn't find her. He basically looked for her for, like, 10, 15 minutes, couldn't find her, and then just left. Thank God the baby didn't just start crying. Oh, I know, right? Could you imagine how you swim in the bush and the baby just starts crying? Dude, I didn't even think about that. How did the baby not cry? You're running around, like, hide, like laying on the ground, hiding. Like, I'm sure the baby's not, like, down with that. That would probably, damn, that's, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that, dude. <laughs> how did she, how did that happen? I don't know. Maybe she got the baby to just be quiet for a little bit. Maybe she's like, maybe like mother's instinct. Like, started breastfeeding or something because it <laughs> like, can't cry if it's, <laughs> if it's eating. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's crazy. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, she got a baby. Um, but yeah, later on he sent letters where he said he had he had a close call with a lady in a car on the highway or something. And so that's why they attribute that. He never in the car said he was the Zodiac killer to her. So that's what makes it kind of interesting. You know, a lot of, some people think that these later incidents aren't the same Zodiac killer that was killing the people in the beginning. I would definitely say this one is definitely like kind of just like jumps out. Cause like, dude, he's such a skilled killer. He's killed like a lot of people and all of a sudden just, this person like, hey, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna throw your baby out the window. Yeah, not very, not very uh, smooth, not very nonchalant. Um, and this is, but maybe he gets off on that. And That's this is basically, likes, you know? this is just off her testimony, right? Oh no, he sent a letter too. No, yeah, he he said in the letter. But who knows if if multiple people may be writing these letters? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're gonna get into theories in a, in a minute about possible suspects and stuff. We'll get into that. Yeah, it's just and and basically he sent multiple letters, um, letters through ni- from nineteen seventy one to nineteen seventy four. His last letter, he claimed to have killed thirty seven people, and um, he, he he 
he gave a movie review for the movie The Exorcist. <laughs> he said it was like a. He said he said something silly too, like it was like the best like comedy he's ever seen or something. That like <laughs> he was fucked up. He was obviously <laughs> fucked up in the head, but he just wanted to be famous, I guess, and just wrote letters and. He gave multi. He gave many other ciphers in there too. Like I don't think any of the other ones were ever cracked. He gave in one letter he wrote. He said, "This is my name. If you can cipher this code, this is my name." And it maybe was, it was like just messing with people. Maybe it was like this is my own name. Figured it out. It probably was, go. but but or no, it probably was his actually his name because there's literally no way to figure that out. You know what I mean? If you have no context as to what the code is because this is a brand new code he created yeah then how are you going to figure out someone's name because you have nowhere to start you know what i mean usually when you're figuring out a code you start with like three letter words like that's either and was you know what i mean and then you can like start from there but if it's only someone's name there's no way to crack that code right because you have no starting point you have no point of reference so he probably did that probably was actually his name in the code but no one could ever crack that he was smart and stupid. You know what I mean? He was definitely smart in code. Like, he had some coding. Like, he had to take something in coding. Yeah. Had they not gone back and, like, looked to see if, like, any of these murders were really... I know of one that's, that has well, found taking a coding that. class, but, like... Yeah. They have to go back and, like, really not look at the Not necessarily coding class. Like, no, there is you no such thing have, as, like, have, a coding class. You have to know, like, basic is, of coding. You have to yeah. know some basics. Yeah, that's something you could learn possibly in the army or the navy or something like co- like do you, like to learn how to break, you know, like they probably were taught it in a way to try to learn how to break a code, but at the same time you're teaching someone how to create one basically. He used like Greek symbols along with other he like used codes that were already or like symbols from codes that existed but not the same code obviously. Yeah. After the after the, um 74 the letters just kind of stopped. And at, and at that point, they didn't know what happened. No more Zodiac letters. And they still hadn't, weren't, you know, they were, they were, they had some suspects at that time, which is what we're going to get into next. I just can't see him like just living a normal life. Could you see him just like, all right, you know, this was fun for a little bit, but I'm done. I'm retiring. No, that's usually not how that works with serial killers, man. Like, Or do you think maybe he was like, Shit, dude, like, if I keep going with this, like, I'm going to get caught. Do I really want to spend the rest of my life in jail? But that's a very rational thought, and most serial killers but maybe like, that are that not is a, maybe rational people. A lot of people, a lot of theories that I've heard is that, like, maybe that he was just doing all this, like, to make a public name of himself. Because, like, he's one of the first ones to go public, like, just to make it so public. Maybe he just wanted to create fear and get, like, the public interested in him. Maybe that was his goal. Not... The death weren't like he wasn't like a regular serial killer in that mind where he need to kill people. Interesting. Where I mean he, that where that, he's where he's just trying to make people like make 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 people want. He's more egoistic. Make people so want you to think, think of him. that what he said in that cipher was made up, like it wasn't real. We were saying like I'm collecting slaves for the afterlife, and yeah, I, he's just trying. He's just trying. my rocks off. Yeah. You think that was all fake? He was just trying to get people. He's like, trying to scared, get people right, right, get right scared, get famous. Possible. Like it wasn't all about killing. It was more about like popularity to him. Possible, man. That's why people think that's an explan. That's what someone gave as an explanation to why like it just stopped. I like because if he was just a regular serial killer, like he wouldn't just like most wouldn't just stop. Yeah, 
There are some other theories as to why that happened, though, too. I know there's, there's other theories, but that's just one of the theories. Yeah, one of the, yeah, one yeah. of the more logic suits that it wasn't really like he wasn't like just a crazy maniac. <clears throat> he was more of a more wanted to get more attention to himself. Yeah, we'll get into some suspects here. Um, I think there's there's like four suspects, three that actually have some decent evidence. Let me start with the silliest one. Right. There's this guy named Gary Stewart. And he wrote a book called The Most Dangerous Game. I don't know. No, it was called The Most Dangerous Animal of All. Um, and he claims that his father, Earl Van Best, was the Zodiac Killer. Um, it's really, I, I guess it's an interesting book. I didn't, I haven't read it. And most people think it's kind of bullshit. The only real evidence that he has is that his father does look a lot like the composite sketch um, that they came up with. After, uh, after the cops, like the, the, that, after he killed Paul Stein. Yeah. I mean, it's just easy to say like, oh, he looks like it must be him. I know. Yeah. And I'm, I, I really don't think there's that. Okay. So Earl, but I get Bass, like how he can make some money off that. Cause like, yeah, Hey, I'm sure he my made a dad lot of money. looks like, looks like, yeah, I'm sure he made a lot of money. Um, Earl Van Best is the same amount of letters in the. The cipher that I told you about that he came up with that where he said my name is and it was a code. Earl Van Best fits into that same amount of letters. Other than that. Oh, yeah. This is the one where they had his handwriting. Um, handwriting was a big thing here for the cops. They were doing a lot of like handwriting, like analysis, which is like, I feel like it's kind of stupid. I don't know. I mean. The way people write is is unique, you know. Can they just look at? Past, I don't think you could ever. Can just, you just look at past writings and like just see how the person wrote? Yeah, yeah, that's one. That's what they did. But but you can't convict somebody on that. You can't be like, oh yeah. my god, your handwriting matches. It's you. Like you yeah. need to have more evidence. That's just adding on. That's just no. But like, just have someone write for you. Like, oh, could you write this real quick? Like, yeah, I'm just gonna write it just like the suspect. Yeah, this works a lot better when you have something to go off of, but not everybody's handwriting is just out there. Right. But Gary Stewart got the handwriting from um his his dad's uh marriage license and had that analyzed <laughs> and they said it was a perfect match. <laughs> but then it turns out that his dad wasn't the one who wrote that. It was like the priest. What if the priest? What if the priest? <laughs> that would be like a double. I don't know. Like a like he gives up killing to become like yeah, you know the like co- complete opposite. You know like a sw- how big of a switch that would be. Like yeah. just do like you know kill five people. God, well they're saying I'm that, here for you. Yeah, they're saying that like no one's saying this. I don't think. I don't think it, this is just all bullshit. Because yeah. eventually, once they figured out that that was the priest's handwriting, it's like, oh, come Obviously, on. Come it's, on. It's, just funny to, it's just funny to think about, like, yeah. him becoming a priest. Like, no way. The murderer just, like, gave up his... Yeah. To become right. a fucking priest. Um, so that one's silly. But there's there's a, there's three other suspects that have have a decent amount of evidence for them. So Oh, yeah. So, like, one is Ross Sullivan. Um, you'd have to take into account an earlier murder that happened in 1966 that's unsolved. Yeah, some that, people say this could be a Zodiac murder. Um, and then, yeah, like a lot of, like it's similar, right? Yeah, so apparently he's claimed one of this in his confession letters. that in he one, did, In one of the letters he, he said something about that? Yeah, that he did this murder. He ended up claiming a lot, though, that weren't, yes. you know, so and anyway. The, and the thing is with him... Um, yeah, so, like, that's why, like, 
they don't have evidence, but this is an unsolved murder, and so he claimed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the leading suspect to that murder. So if he did that murder, Ross Sullivan, yeah, then and it happened to be that Ross Sullivan lived at that area because he was a student at that time taking classes. And then when the murders happened in the other places that he lived in that area, it yeah. could have just been a coincidence. But that's yeah, like the murder in 1966 happened, and that was in California too, right? Yes, in Southern California. Yeah, and then. Earl, or, uh, Ross Sullivan moved up to Northern California, yeah. and then that the murders continued up there. Yeah, so that's so that's an interesting thing. Yeah, um, do they have any other evidence on him? Um, so like they say, like he was working on campus, and he made people feel uneasy around him. This is like uh, other people's testimony. Um, uh, he um he worked he was working around Bates, so he obviously knew her, the person that he killed. Um, he did not show up after Bates's murder and acted rather suspicious. It also said that Ross wore the same outfit and military-style boots after the murder. He wore a completely new outfit. Like, he just changed his outfit. Like, you should, like, just wear, like, some kind of way and afterwards completely okay. changed. Um, uh, he looks very similar to Zodiac's uh, sketch in the physical description. Uh-huh. Um, the confession letter and the handwriting Ross was identical. Also very similar to Zodiac's. Um, same vocabulary and writing, writing styles were used in the confession letter and the Zodiac letter. Um, people at Riverside have stated that Rosa wrote creepy poems. Ross' owned, uh, Ross own brother believed him to be the Zodiac. Um, he took a crypt, crypti, uh, crypt, uh, cryptology class. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got that right finally. <laughs> and uh, he wrote an essay on how to disguise handwriting. Um, and then uh-huh. he moves to Northern California in 1968. Um, after his death, the Zodiac letters stop. He died in 74? Yep, and it stopped. Interesting. I also see, or I also saw that he had, um, he basically had the same uh, boots, military-style boots that left the footprint at Lake Berryessa, which is the one of the murder in 69. Yeah. One of them in 69. Um, so that's interesting. You know, there's definitely some information for him there. Um, He's definitely, I could see him being, I could definitely see him being him. It doesn't mean it is him, but it could be him. Yeah. He's the one I think they have the least amount of evidence on for the rest of the murders. Right. I think that they have a, they have a, they have a great, they have a lot of the first, first on the 1961, the the 66 one. That he claimed. Yeah. They claimed. Yeah. That, that later on Zodiac claimed. claimed. Yeah. But there wasn't any other evidence for him being. No, any they actually killers. like looked back. They did a uh, seventy years later. They did like an investigation, looking back, seeing if they can find new evidence. Um, they're trying to go to the first murder, seeing um, seeing if this was the real one. Like he might have not been great killer yet. Like, oh, okay, like, like he was still like in his early days. So he might leave, maybe a little more sloppy as a killer. Yeah. Then like later on, he was more skilled. So they say maybe he was sloppy, and they tried to find new evidence, and they he couldn't really. It's possible. But yeah, Ross Sullivan is definitely one suspect up there. Um, another one who I think uh, has a little more evidence is Lawrence Kane. You heard of that one? Um, so there was this one. There was another murder uh, in 1970, a little bit later. It was a girl named Donna Lass. And... Um, Many people think she may have been another victim of the Zodiac. Um, Lawrence Kane worked at the same hotel that she worked at. 
which is interesting. So if, if that was a Zodiac murder, that, that puts him very close to it. Um, there's also, uh, he was in the Naval Reserves where he may have possibly learned how to, how to do like crypto coding, that kind of stuff. Um, he was in a car accident in 1962, which, and he got like a brain injury and therapists and a lot of people have said like that kind of messed him up in the head. Like he, he wasn't very good at controlling impulses, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that definitely, it compromised his ability to control urges is what they said. Um, he was arrested in 1961 for peeping and then in 1968, he was arrested for prowling. Again, I'm not quite sure what prowling means exactly, but it can't be a good thing. Oh, it's definitely something related to his other one. Yeah, you got arrested. You get arrested for it, so that's that's not good. Um, so let's see. Um, okay, so Darlene's sister, her name was Linda, and Darlene was one of the one of the victims. I think the second in the second murder, the second confirmed murder. Um, she identified a photo of Kane as the man who she said was bothering Darlene at a restaurant. Darlene worked at a restaurant. You know, she was a good looking girl. I think she, you know, guys would would say things to her, that kind of stuff. And I guess uh, Kane was kind of like harassing her. And this was like in the weeks leading up to her murder. Um, he might have had a huge crush on her. And yeah. She, she kind of blew him off and he was like, all right. Yeah. You're not blowing me off anymore. Yeah, messed up. Um, one of the San Francisco police officers who uh, saw the Zodiac, remember when those two police officers pulled him over and then they ended up letting him go after the Paul Stein murder, the cab murders in the, in 69? Um, and then it turns out that that was probably the Zodiac because he said later on in a letter that he had a run-in with the cops. Um, and then... One of one of those police officers uh, identified Kane as the man that that they saw. Technically, he didn't identify Kane, but he said he was shown a bunch of photos of like a lot of different suspects. He said this photo is closer to any other in likeness to that person. So that's that's kind of like identifying. Um, then the very last one that we talked about the kidnapping of Kathleen Johns. Um, Kathleen John was shown a picture of uh the zodiac or, i'm sorry was shown a picture of uh kane and she identified him as her abductor Ooh, another big one that's two that's big right she was she survived like unarmed or unharmed you know what i mean so it's not so like yeah that's that's a, that's a big one a lot of people think kane is a very possible suspect for some of these murders um yeah, that's yeah. I mean, there's some evidence right there for them that it definitely could have been him. Yeah. Um, if you ask me, though, this last one. Oh, wait, I have a couple others. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So the uh, another one they think is uh Ted Cruz. <laughs> um, <laughs> they do actually. Did they you do know think that? Ted Cruz? No, but like that was like people. Oh some yeah, people that's on the true. Internet, that's true. That's true. Some people on the internet like actually said made the claim. I think it had to be, a, it's, it's gotta be a joke though, because Ted Cruz was literally not even born. Well, the, <laughs> while the Zodiac killers were, murders were happening. So that's literally impossible, but, but people have said that. Yeah. 
I mean, in uh, February 29th, uh, 2011, American Most Wanted featured a story about the Zodiac Killer. Um, in a 2010 picture, surfs of a known Zodiac victim on Darlene Farron and an unknown man who closely resembles the composite sketch. Um, formed by eyewitness description of the Zodiac, uh, the Zodiac uh, Killer, police believe the photo was taken in San Francisco in the middle of 1966 and 1967, but cannot identify the man. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> I but get it, that. That's crazy. That's, and, that's crazy, but that doesn't help. I know. And it says it was taken between 1966 and 67. Okay. Wow. Yeah, but... That doesn't get you any closer to a suspect, like figuring out who it is. I think Arthur Lee Allen is oh, one of the most one of the most compelling suspects, in my opinion. So, like I said earlier, um, Robert Graysmith was, in many ways, he was like a detective on this case. He basically like so he worked at the San Francisco Chronicle. And he was the cartoonist for the San Francisco Chronicle while all this was going on. Okay. So he kind of worked in the office where they were getting the letters and they were talking about it. So he took kind of an interest in it, which I think it's kind of, I probably would too. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, definitely. And you have, you know, you're seeing all those letters happen in real time and everything. Um, but he basically dedicated like a very long time. Like he dedicated like 10 years of his life to like, investigating this and trying to figure out who it was. And he ended up writing a book. Um, I think he wrote a couple, but he, his first book, uh, he basically says Arthur Lee Allen in his, his opinion is the Zodiac killer. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of evidence for him, man. Arthur Lee Allen was a fucked up dude. Um, we know that for sure. Um, basically, um, he was questioned by police twice. He was questioned by police twice and he basically like police were going to arrest him and we'll get to, we'll get to why we'll get to why here. So, um, so basically, um, Alan had talked to like his neighbors and like friends that he knew about wanting to kill people. And he talked about wanting to secure a flashlight to a gun and using that to like blind, blind somebody and then shoot them which is exactly um which is exactly what he did during uh the first three murders or the first two when they were like at makeout point or whatever and like he basically like brought the flashlight like shined a really really bright flashlight on them so they couldn't see and then shot them so um and he had, he had like talked about this with his friends he was a fucked up dude obviously he was he was pretty messed up um, he wore a watch, all right, that he always wore, and it was called Zodiac. It was a Zodiac brand watch, and it had the exact same symbol. That's a huge. That's a big huge. One. That's a huge sign. That's a big one. He wore that watch. Um, he owned the same caliber gun uh, that was used in the Zodiac shootings. He, he had told his friend, uh, his favorite book is called, uh, is the most dangerous game, mm -hmm. which is, have you read that book? It it's was? like a short story. The most dangerous game. It's about, it's about a guy who, um, basically like he owns this like Island. He's like this rich old dude. He owns this Island 
and people get like shipwrecked on his island and then he hunts them. Oh no, I've never read that. Never read that? Interesting. We read that we read that in English class. Like it's a famous short story. Um, but he said he had told many people that that was his favorite book ever. Um, he wanted to hunt people. Like he said that kind of shit before to his, to his friends, to people he knew. Um, and that book was kind of referenced in his first like code. You know what I mean? He said like, I like to hunt people. This is the most dangerous game of all, you know, the most dangerous animal of all, which is very similar to the most dangerous game. Um, so that's something, you know, like, you know, that like this guy has like a lot of the same views and inspirations as whoever yeah. wrote those letters. I have read that like in two, I give more evidence. Yeah. Oh, yeah there's a lot. Um, the exact same day that, uh, Cecilia and Brian were murdered at Lake Berryessa. He had told his family that he was going, uh, snorkeling at Lake Berryessa. And then he went out and when he came back home, his neighbor, who the police interviewed and told them like a lot of this stuff, his neighbor um, saw a bloody knife in his car, a big bloody knife, a lot like the one described by um, Brian as the one that he used to kill him and, or try and kill him and kill Cecilia with. And when his neighbor asked him about it, like what the hell is, are you doing with a bloody knife in your car? He said that he used it to kill chickens or he used it to like kill a chicken earlier. But that's kind of weird. He told his family he was going to Lake Berryessa to go snorkeling. And then he comes home. He has a bloody knife in his car. He says he was killing chickens. I don't know. That sounds a little fishy to me is all. And that was the same time? That was around the same time as, as the stabbing? It was the exact same day. That is very... That is the very, exact same day. That is very... Right? That is very... That is very suspicious. Right? Yeah, that is strange. Um, I believe with this, the police were allowed to, they got a warrant to search his trailer and they found some weird shit in there. They found like a bunch of guns, some that matched the same caliber and type that were used in some of the murders. Um, they also found like dead animals, like animal body parts, like in his fridge and shit like that. Like he was fucked up. Um, his trailer was like nasty and disgusting, they said. So, um, but they couldn't find any like physical evidence there to like link him. Um, they said that he was also in the Navy and he was, um, they said he was not honorably discharged. He was just, he was just discharged from the Navy. They didn't really get into too much detail there, but that's never a good thing. Um, he also got fired from his job as a school teacher for, uh, well, cause there was some sexual misconduct allegations going on and basically like they couldn't, like they couldn't prove anything, but there was a bunch of allegations against him and this school just fired him. So he lost his job. Um, he was ambidextrous. He could write with both hands. So police said that like he would use one, like his non-dominant hand to write the letters for Zodiac. So it would look differently when they try and do like handwriting analysis, that kind of stuff. Cause he was a teacher, so they could get plenty of like handwriting analysis, but they said he was ambidextrous. Um, I mean, there's, there's just a lot of stuff in 1991, uh, police kind of reinvestigated him 
um, after there was an informant who was facing an armed robbery charge, said Allen boasted to him about killing a cab driver back when that back in the day. Ooh, it's another huge thing. Yes, um, Michael Mageau, who is uh, he was the first he was the person who survived uh, the the first attack in Vallejo, or the second. I'm sorry, the the second killings. Um, he was the first person to survive. Basically, uh, he was shown a photo of Arthur Lee Allen. He identified Arthur Lee Allen as uh, the man that tried to shoot him, tried to kill him. Also, apparently, uh, Linda, who was Darlene's sister, also identified a photo of of Allen as someone who stalked Darlene. But she kind of she said the same thing about Cade. So maybe maybe Darlene was was you know that good looking and she had a bunch. Maybe of, she had like a bunch of stalkers. Maybe a bunch of stalkers, dude. <laughs> so the, maybe they're just like, oh shit, which one of these stalkers are actually like the Zodiac? <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, we've got a list of her stalkers. So we have to, <laughs> but yeah, either that's bullshit or man, maybe, or maybe she had multiple stalkers. I don't know. But um, but yeah. So there's a lot of evidence for him, man. A lot. Also, I forgot to say the very last thing. Um, police, a- after they like, they searched his trailer and they found like the guns and stuff. They also like interviewed a bunch of like his friends where they told him all this stuff I was talking about. So basically, in uh, nineteen seventy four, they were getting ready to arrest him. Like he was their prime suspect. They were like, I think we got enough evidence to at least go to a trial with him. So they're going to arrest him. And he died uh, of a heart attack, I believe, like before they could arrest him. And that also was in 1974. And that's when the letters stopped. All the letters stopped in 1974. And and that's right when he died. Man, I just, I think that that if you add up everything, there's just more from Arthur Lee. Lee He is definitely the leading suspect. Yeah. I think the two things that like they couldn't confirm was the, the saliva from the stamps of the letters? Yeah, that's that is one thing they said that they tested his DNA, but like, you know, that doesn't necessarily no, mean someone else could have licked the stamps. Yeah, you know what I mean. And they said the retired police handwriting expert uh, Lloyd Cunningham, who worked on the Zodiac case for uh, decades, two decades, uh-huh. uh, added uh, they gave me a banana box full of Alan's writing, and none of his writing even came close to the Zodiac. Nor did the DNA extracted from the envelopes. So, I, in my conclusion, I do not believe Arthur Lee Allen could have been the Zodiac killer. Okay. They also said that his fingerprints didn't match the fingerprints that they found in the cab, the bloody fingerprints they found from the Paul Stein murder. So that's another kind of knock against him. But so we, I don't know if you would have like been convicted if they brought him to trial. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been tough. I mean. It would have depended on how much. Would you have convicted him? There's a lot. I mean, it depends on like the like if they call like his friend as a witness and he explains all the shit that he said to him and like all that. I mean, that's convincing, but at the same time, physical evidence there wasn't a ton. You know, Um, Robert Graysmith, like I said, he's the dude who followed this for the longest time. He really believes it was him. And I feel like he's probably the closest dude to this case. He's definitely the lead. He has definitely the most evidence for it. Yeah. But like, I don't think any, we can say definitively, like there's some, there's some good evidence for a couple of them. 
This mm-hmm. one he has the most, but we can't definitively say. You cannot bet. You cannot say one hundred percent sure that this that he's the killer. At this point, we cannot say that. Yeah, a lot of people. There's a lot of people that they like. They say, "Oh, they possibly believe it was him," but it's really the only evidence they had is like he looked kind of like the the sketch, and somebody like noticed that and then claimed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of them. Like there's a dude named Jack Terrence, who, who a lot of people say, or not a lot of people, but this dude Dennis Kaufman. It was his stepfather. He basically says. He believes it was Jack Terrence, basically because he looked a lot like the sketch. Um, he claimed to have a stash of incriminating evidence. Um, it's just easy to do when you're trying to make a outlandish yeah, claim. Yeah, you know, there's just this stuff was all dismissed. There was like I'm pretty sure like there was over 1,500 people that were investigated at some point. You know, so that's a lot of fucking people. It's tough, man. It is tough. San Francisco is a big city. Northern California is big. It's hard to like, you know, they couldn't, they, and this is back in the sixties, man. They didn't have like very like DNA. You know what I mean? I think DNA wasn't even really a thing back then. No, that wasn't until way later. They tested people, some people's DNA like way later and stuff, but you know, they didn't have all that stuff back then. There was no cameras in anywhere. You know what I mean? I think people, like there was a show that, investigated the case, uh, went back and investigated the Zodiac case to see if they could find it with all this new DNA evidence and everything. Yeah. Because they said they've gotten other killers like this, like killers from 20, 30 years ago, they've convicted, found because of DNA, because like now what we can do. But they don't have like a good source of DNA. No, it's not, not, not for this case, but yeah, I'm saying like that's the problem. In t- technology has solved other unsolved yeah. mysteries 20, yeah, yeah, 25, yeah. 30 years if later. If you have like someone, some DNA from from someone who was there like you know what i mean like it's it's just they didn't have anything there they they he didn't leave anything behind for them to for them to get like yeah. dna wise um it's too bad you know what i mean and it's and they didn't they couldn't collect dna like they do now back then you know what i mean like back then you can get like crazy microscopes and find like some a piece of hair and then like take that and stuff like back then they didn't really they couldn't really do that they didn't even think like to, to look for like hair follicles on the ground and collect those. So they didn't get anything like that. So it's tough. It's tough. Again, like most things, we'll probably never know, you know, especially if it was Arthur Lee Allen, he's dead now. So there's no way we're ever going to know. Yeah. It's definitely like, like a very public and like scary case. Cause for like the people in like San Francisco, it was really, very real, like yeah. Especially the one where he says he's gonna pick off like like the kids, like they yeah. were chickens or whatever he said. Yeah, like that would scare you as an adult. Like, do I like am I comfortable sending my like kid to school? Yeah, that was a big thing. I'm pretty sure like they had like police officers on school buses and stuff for a few days. Like shit got real. Um, and and yeah, back then things were a little bit different. The world was a little bit smaller. You know what I mean? Like I think that. Things were things like that were a little creepier back then. Yeah. So yeah, and it's crazy. Like, if if you ask me, obviously, it was a dude that has some issues. You know, a dude that has some issues, maybe some like frustrations when it comes to, like sexual frustrations because he seemed to, to like to kill couples. You know what I mean? Like um, some jealousy there. Yeah, you know, there's apparently you know 
Darlene and, and these girls like had some admirers or had some weird dudes that would follow them type of thing. So like, you know, people are weird. <laughs> it's messed up, you know, that he just happened to be clever enough to do this cipher thing and send letters and not get caught. So he became kind of like famous. I think he'd liked that a little bit. Obviously he liked that a little bit. Cause there's plenty of killers that don't do that. Right. You know? So, so yeah, it's crazy, man. Zodiac killers messed up. Definitely. Um, I don't think I'm going to go into the Michael Jordan conspiracy now, but what we're going to do that is we're going to throw that onto next week's episode. Um, it's going to go with the Egypt episode. Next it's going to go with the finale. Nine and 10 are coming out next Sunday, baby. Yeah, and exactly. And and the finale of the last dance is coming out next week. So we'll drop that episode the day after. So I think that we'll wait on the Michael Jordan thing. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So the Zodiac killer, man, big mystery, big mystery. I wish, yeah. wish you could figure it out. wish you could solve it, but it's never going to happen. Um, I mean, I don't know. One time we might find the DNA of the saliva. If we could find the saliva, the, the saliva of the person who um, did the stamps, do you think that would be pretty? If it was Arthur Lee Allen, or like if it was somebody that we know, some of the suspects, yes. But if it was like an entirely new suspect, do you think it was just like somebody? It was a Zodiac killer, or was it somebody that he like hired to like lick these stamps? I don't know. It depends on who who it turned out to be. You know what I mean? But I guess they could find out some like DNA evidence somewhere. Mis- I don't think so. How are they going to go collect DNA evidence? From I don't know what. People? Like, what's forensic in a hundred years? What is what is forensic in a hundred years? Well, they might just do it for the fun of it. Will be completely dead by then, so it won't even really matter. They might just do it for the fun of it. Like, do you want to? Wouldn't you want to know who Jack Ripper was? Yeah. The there's pre- some. There's some. Uh, there's some mystery there. We might have, we should do Jack the Ripper in an episode. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But I've got some interesting shit about Jack the Ripper. But anyway, yeah, I mean, but definitely, so yeah, they might sure, do it in sure, the future. Sure, they might like, Ooh, who is this killer? Try to figure it out. But if you, I just feel like if you didn't get DNA from from the killer at some point in their life, you're never gonna be able to do that. And they could be dead. They're probably dead by now. If they were 20 to 30 years old in 1968, they're dead by now. Or they're at least like seventy. They're 80. up there. I mean, what's the point of putting someone in their eighties in jail? Like, I don't really find. Yeah, I mean, you, you still lived would. Your life. You still would for sure, but it's you're just never gonna find them, sadly. Or it's like not really revenge. Like, ha ha ha! You like we got you at the end of your life. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's just you know, we'll never know at this point. We'll no, know. It's too bad. But um, yeah. So uh, we're gonna drop. This uh, this episode, along with um, our our episode eleven on um, Amelia Earhart and um, the SS Orang Madan, we're dropping both of those. We're gonna drop that one along with this one because we didn't do anything last week. We're sorry. We're We've sorry. had the most time ever. We it's were more di- We were more diligent when we were working. We both had yeah, jobs. Yeah, literally. When we, when we were working at our jobs and we had less time, we we worked, we like did better with this podcast. Now that it's quarantine and we have all the time in the world, we fucked off last week, didn't do anything. So we're sorry. So we're going to drop two episodes this week. We're dropping this one along with um, episode 11. And then we're going to start again 
with an episode a week after that every uh, every Monday. Coming so, to you Monday. Yeah, you so know, we want to get you off some positivity in the beginning of the week because we know it's Monday. So <laughs> I think dropping an episode of Mystery yeah, Bros. Like, definitely, your definitely. Week. It's Monday. You're like, God damn it. I have to go back to work. I have to blah, blah, blah. But don't worry. Mystery Bros is coming out that day. But yeah, you don't have to worry because you'll have an episode of Mystery Bros. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So we'll drop this. We're dropping this plus episode 11. Uh, we're, giving, we're giving you some mysteries. And then next week we're doing Egypt along with the... Michael Jordan conspiracy, but that's not going to be one episode that we'll just kind of split that into. Yeah, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, As always, thank you for listening to the Mystery Bros, and uh, peace out. Peace. Mystery Bros. 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 Mystery Bros.